It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Thursday, March 4th, 2021. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. All Alaskans age 55 and older, essential workers and those deemed high risk for severe illness from COVID-19 will be eligible for a coronavirus vaccine under new state guidelines announced Wednesday. Phase 1C also opens vaccines to those who live in multi-generational homes or in communities with limited running water and sewage. The addition of essential workers to those eligible for vaccine includes Alaskans who work in manufacturing, finance, transportation and communications, among other jobs. Over 150,000 Alaskans have received at least one dose of vaccine, about a quarter of the state's population, according to health department numbers. The state got a higher-than-expected allocation of vaccines in March, and there has been encouraging recent national news about vaccine production. But health officials also say that they are racing to get as many residents as possible vaccinated before new, more contagious variants take over. A detailed description of who is eligible under Phase 1C and a link to schedule appointments is on our website, kcaw.org. House members expressed concern that Governor Mike Dunleavy has not proposed plans to balance the state's budget in the long run. Members of the House Finance Committee raised these concerns with Revenue Commissioner Lucinda Mahoney during her confirmation hearing Tuesday. Dillingham Independent Representative Bryce Edgman says he's uneasy about spending from Alaska's permanent fund's earnings beyond what's planned. I think you sit as a revenue commissioner in a very untenable position, um, given the fact that uh, there is no plan before the legislature. And in my estimation, I don't think there is a plan in administration to bridge the fiscal gap coming forward. Dunleavy has proposed spending more than $3 billion beyond what was planned from permanent fund earnings. This money would pay for state services, permanent fund dividends based on the formula in a 1982 state law, and an additional dividend payment beyond what was paid last year. The governor has said any new broad-based tax or change to the formula to set PFDs must go to a vote of the people. Committee members told Mahoney that that will take too much time. She says the state would draw more from permanent fund earnings until spending and revenue were in balance. I recognize that the timeline doesn't work. Um, However, the governor is not uh, supportive of any new tax without the vote of the people. The legislature's nonpartisan budget experts say that without changes, state government could spend down the roughly $15 billion earnings reserve in the same way it reduced the state's other savings accounts, from more than $16 billion in 2013 to less than $1 billion today. Fairbanks Republican Representative Steve Thompson says he expects voters would reject both new taxes and lower dividends. If we have no taxes for revenue and more money coming out to pay a larger dividend, does that sound like a disaster in the making? Through the chair, I think it sounds like it's a situation where we all need to educate Alaskans in regard to our fiscal condition. The legislature plans to hold a joint session to vote on whether to confirm Mahoney and the governor's other appointees later in the legislative session. Masks are now required in Wrangell's indoor public spaces for at least the next month. City officials say the measure is the best way to keep the city open for business. KSTK's Sage Smiley reports. Anyone in an indoor public space in Wrangell now has to wear a face covering. Violators can be fined $25. City manager Lisa Von Bargen on Tuesday defended the new rule amidst a handful of residents who were hostile to the measure. This isn't about scare tactics. This is about keeping the virus at bay so that we can continue to operate normally. We're not suggesting any closures. 
We're not suggesting that business be done any different. And there was pushback from four community members who showed up to speak. Much like many others, I have a hard time being told what to do, especially when the rationale does not make sense. That's DJ McConaughey. His father is leading an effort to try and recall Wrangell's mayor over perceived legal issues with the meeting where the assembly passed a mask mandate last year. Morgan Sanford also framed the public health debate as a power grab. You have continued to prove that this is not about health, this is about control, which you obviously don't want to give up. You continue to pretend that you have our best interests in mind while you attempt to strip us down of every liberty and freedom. The city manager replied that she can understand people's frustration and fatigue with living through a pandemic. And if I could wave a magic wand and get rid of it, you can darn sure bet your, your well, your whatever that I would. Wrangell Mayor Steve Prasunka says he's spoken to city leaders grappling with a widespread outbreak just 50 miles away. This has devastated Petersburg. They went from a few cases to 60 plus cases in no time. They went from everything wide open to everything absolutely shut down. Schools are shut down. City facilities are shut down. Everything is shut down. And I read somewhere on Facebook, somebody said, yeah, look, they, they had a bunch of this stuff in place and it didn't do any good. Well, it didn't do any good because people weren't following it. That's why it didn't do any good. Assemblymember Patty Gilbert says she understood that many in the community are opposed to requiring masks, but she says it's in everyone's best interest. I do realize that I'm going to lose some friends, but in my heart of hearts, I want to do the right thing for the community. Zach Taylor was one of two community members who spoke in favor of a mask mandate. He says it's necessary to repair the island's visitor economy. I personally last year did zero sales in my tour business. I'm down tens of thousands of dollars of lost income from last year. With the lack of cruise ships expected this year, uh, I will probably be closing my doors permanently if we don't get independent travelers. Assemblymember Terry Corson was the lone vote against. I think the mandate is inappropriate for government to come in and mandate that someone wear a mask. Noticing the outrage from all the uh, emails that have been forwarded and uh, counting those up along with the, uh, looks like four dissenters, it looks like the majority of the population, assuming that's everybody that would uh, voice their opinion tonight, um, I just cannot see the justification in this. Corson also voted against requiring visitors arriving from out of state to get tested and quarantine pending results. There's no penalty for not following the rule, but the ordinance on the books requires a negative test result upon arrival. Those without are required to quarantine pending a test at the airport and follow-up test at least five days after arrival. Alaska residents will have the option of quarantining for 14 days if they don't want to be tested. Wrangell's reinstated mask mandate, testing, and quarantine requirements sunset on April 13th. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley. A new musical project led by Nicholas Galanin has signed with legendary sub-pop records. KNBA's Trip Krauss talks with Galanin and bandmate Zach Wass about their latest album. Close the Distance is the first single off the debut album for Yacht Scene. The latest project from Otis Calvin III, Zach D. Wass, and Yal Yatsin, Nicholas Galanin. Yatsin is a nod to Galanin's name. The clinket title Yatsin, which is Be Alive, translation. For me, using clinket language and language is always something that's really important. It's such a 
<clears throat> core of our ways of being and thinking. And, and so always trying to implement or engage it language when I can, even though I'm not, you know, I'm not a speaker of language, but I'm always a student. Golanin, who's Klinka and Ananga, also works as a carver, engraver, and visual artist. He's based in Sitka, Alaska. Like Galanin, musician and guitarist Was also lives and works in Sitka. Was works summers commercial fishing with his father and works on music and projects in the off season. We're excited for uh, this new album and uh, it's been a long time coming and, and uh, Nick really put a lot of work in on the album this time around and it's it's really above and beyond anything that we've ever done before. So it's it's really cool. On February 10th, Sub Pop announced the label had signed Yatsine. Formed in 1986, the label gained a reputation for signing Keystone Seattle grunge bands like Nirvana and Soundgarden. Its current roster includes Fleet Foxes and the Postal Service. Though the two didn't know it at the time, Wass and Glennon had personal relationships with Sub Pop co-founder Jonathan Poneman, and those connections sparked the project that would eventually become the studio album, Glennon says. You know, they're legendary, right? Jonathan, who is co-founder of the label, who's... Uh, We've been working pretty closely with continuing on this project from the you know very beginning has really i think been wonderful to work with and provide us with quite an opportunity They'll they'll always have a deep rooted history in, in music history so to have indigenous artists in this space even i think is incredible and necessary because i don't think that i've seen too many indigenous artists in this the group worked previously under the name Indian Agent. Work on the latest album began about three years ago while Galanin was carving a pole in Juneau. Beside his frequent bandmates, Wasson Calvin, the full-length album Indian Yard features a number of collaborations including two names that might be familiar to Alaskans, Kachung of Bumua and Portugal of the Man. Was says the collaborations help keep playing with the band fresh. Whatever we're working on, it's like it feels different from before. I like that. I like that about working with Nick. It's, it's never like the same thing again and again. But what, what we do, we're bringing in these other people, and uh, it's like we're always evolving and changing. So, Glennon says that normally the band would likely be planning for a tour with the release, but a global pandemic has halted most live performances and touring. The industry has changed so much. It continually does, but you know, all industries and all creative fields and stuff have been deeply impacted by COVID times. So, yeah, we're learning what it looks like as we go in a lot of ways. And the album is scheduled to release April 30th. The single, Close the Distance, is available to stream on a number of platforms. In Anchorage, I'm Trip Krause. I'm Aaron Fulton, and this has been Raven News. <laughs>